welcome to part two of RuPaul's Drag Race recap show for season nine, episode two, titled She Doesn't Already Done Brought It On. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined by no one today. Uh, I'm just here to introduce part two of the show. The one thing you should know as we come into the clip is right when you guys took a break for part one, we also took a very short break. So when the rest of the show comes in, uh, I'm walking back into, I, I record in a in a washroom because it's better for the sound. I'm walking back into the washroom. It had been really hot, so I needed to take a break. And that's where we're coming in. Unless Jay wants to know what my ball smells like, he should never come into this washroom. Oh, God. It's awful. It smells like bonch. Like I'm full good. Of- I'm good. <laughs> I'm going my whole life without knowing. Feels like taint. Uh-huh. Okay. Please keep that part in, in, in the episode. Yeah. Back on the main stage, RuPaul walks out and introduces the B-52s. More like the B-82s. Cuts to Ross Matthews doing some weird football announcer bit and kicks off the cheerleading challenge. During the challenge, the girls struggled to stand up from the pack as they roll called, tumbled, and flew across the stage. Ladies, any thoughts on the challenge? Let's start with Taylor. Uh, I think I said earlier that I didn't think the challenge was very polished. Um, I, I, there, there was At one point, it seemed like there was editing where something didn't rhyme in the cheer, where they said something in the next line. I thought that didn't make any sense. It was hard to hear them at points. I was I was pleasantly surprised at some of the flexibility of some of the queens that I didn't think were going to be able to do handstand or not handstands but uh, somersaults that kind of stuff. At one point, James kind of does a tumble through two drag queens that are kind of making a, a like a arch, and somebody kind of made a in one of the interviews somebody made a face like girl really and i thought she actually did pretty good i considering she's sort of little and stocky i thought that that was a i thought that was a positive thing um but it was it probably will not go down as one of my favorite challenges they've ever done but it was it was okay some of the stunt work they did with pyramids and everything was was pretty impressive Considering they've never done that before, because if somebody asked me to do that 24 hours before and taught me and then threw me up in the air, first of all, where's that video? Because that would be hysterical. But <laughs> I would I would be terrified to do that. So I thought that they did a good job. After Buzz TV's Jay Ellis. <laughs> I was really impressed with the athleticism of everybody and learning that choreography. I thought it was pretty great. Um, I do, like Taylor, wish that it was a little bit more packaged um, together because it seemed like they broke it into sections like the roll call, then it was stunts, and then it was like tumbling or, um, you know, they kind of had it broken up too much. If it was kind of a cohesive group number where they didn't really have to cut so often, I think I would have liked the challenge a little bit more. But it was fun to see kind of the... I like when they do teams versus teams when it's this many uh, contestants. And... I don't know. I mean, there was standouts for sure for me. It, should, should I get into those? Uh, oh, the cheerleading challenge? Yeah. I, 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 yeah. So my eyes went to Valentina, Sasha Valor, and Alexis. The entire, like, if when I was watching the wide shot, for some reason, those three kept catching my eye. And I think it was strategically because they were in the front. So maybe I'm <laughs> not that advanced to look in the back. But, um, it, it was okay. But it wasn't, again, like Taylor said, it wasn't one of the ones that I'm going to go back and rewatch a ton. It wasn't for for it being a team challenge this size. It wasn't Glamazon Airwaves or exactly or whatever. That that's yeah. one that even even with that being a season seven challenge, that's one that I still remember this far back or 
the Rusical, the musical. Like, I, I remember those. This one was one that you're sort of like, eh, that's okay. Right. I think, and I think you guys are speaking to this, what you're really feeling here, and because this is the first season, we're really feeling here the loss of Lucian Piani. <clears throat> I'm, I'm not even being funny. Like, yes, he's a crazy person. I actually, I actually clapped back at him today on Twitter. He's a crazy person. He's lost it, right? But I, he was the one that wrote all those songs for Glamazon Airways, for Shade the Rusical, for um, the, the Herstory one. And mm-hmm. we've lost that. We've lost the person who used to write those songs, and they haven't replaced him with anybody. And I think this is where he would have written a number. And I wonder almost if they had sh- planned it for that, and then whatever happened between him and Rue happened and they split off and then they had to like rethink the, the, the piece. Cause it's a very strange piece. Well, there's not really music to, it. I mean, I, I it's, it's cheers. That's, that's what I'm saying. There could have been music. Yeah. Here's another weird thing too. Why didn't Rue ever mention that she's a major part of the movie, but I'm a cheerleader. Oh, you're right. That's true. That is true. I wonder if she's embarrassed about that. Why? It's Th- such a good movie. Yeah. yeah this is also a person who made star booty. And yet she's embarrassed about, like, if you look at RuPaul's IMDb, up until 2009, it is so embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I would be embarrassed if I were her. Have you ever seen Star Booty? No. Is it good? It's horrible. It's not even really fun horrible. Yeah. It's it's just, it's dumb. It's a dumb movie. They may not be, like, the best movies, but to have, like, a drag queen in a film is fantastic. And, I mean, RuPaul made her name just doing those spots. So that's kind of what I view it as. I don't think it was, like, a quality thing. I think it was a... Look at what I'm doing as a drag queen getting roles. Yeah, but here's what I kind of think. I kind of feel we have selective memory and there's some um, revisionist history going on. Because mm-hmm. to me, if you would ask me in 2006, RuPaul was a one-hit wonder from the 90s and was super washed up. And then came out came RuPaul's Drag Race. Which I think, that if you look at season one, it kind of started almost like a... A, a show that a washed-up joke sort of makes, you know, on Logo, a network no one had. And then it just changed into something else. And now she has this now she has this, this regal presence about her that I think was developed with the show. But before, up until the show, if people remember, she was kind of a joke. Well, she was, like, guest-starring on Sabrina the Teenage Witch and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, there wasn't really anything. That's not what serious people are doing. Yeah. I don't know. NSYNC did it. Or Backstreet Boys did it. <laughs> oh, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> yeah. a-, a show with a talking cat puppet. <laughs> all right. Uh, Taylor, you want to take over for the looks? Uh, yeah. So if we can all go to our Google Docs for the runway looks, we're going to talk about the theme, which was White Party Couture. So we are going to start with Charlie Hydes, who came out in a floor-length white dress with a muff hood. Muff hood was my drag name in college, by the way. (laughs) Um, I thought that she looked beautiful, and uh, again, just about everybody, uh, you're going to get toots for me if there's only one or two boots, but uh, she's definitely, she's a toot. Jay, what do you think? I really love this look. I thought the red lip super like made this pop because it is so white and silver. And the I love the hood. It like somebody on the panel said that it was Snow Queen and like yes, exactly. I love it. Okay. Toot. Toot. Joe? 
Two. Okay. Next, we have Valentina, who is wearing a bridal dress that is inspired by her mother's, uh, her parents' wedding story. And she looks gorgeous in it. And it's it it fits her in all the right places. And I would definitely as well give this one a toot. Joe? Toot! Jay? <laughs> you guys know where I'm going with this. It's my favorite look I've seen in a really long time. I think it's perfection. For sure toot. Okay. So next we have Shay Coulee, who is wearing a Barbarella-inspired, almost a fifth element... Uh, cat suit that is all different stripes and and panels and she also has on a coned bra with big jane fonda hair i loved this look i love this outfit i loved everything about it this is definitely a toot for me jay this was a toot for me too i thought like the minimal accessories and like just the way that it was cut and shaped it fit her great yes joe toot (laughs) okay (laughs) So next we have Trinity Taylor, who is wearing a 80s sci-fi futuristic inspired cat suit that looks like it's made of some sort of vinyl or rubber. Um, I'm going to give this one a toot, but it is a lowercase t because there was something about the ruffles that once they weren't, it wasn't symmetrical. And I'm very much about symmetry and it was distracting when she was on the runway, but I was, I enjoyed the inspiration from it. And I'm just looking now. She has some sort of weird panel thing over her cooch with a belt type thing. And I I liked it. But I didn't love it, but I liked it. So that's a lowercase t toot. Joe? Boot. Boot. Okay, why do you say boot? I don't like this trinity. I don't like this outfit. I don't know what's on the front of her thighs. I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it. And by the way, this is coming from a man who's dressed... So horrible today. It's awful. It was gross. Sorry. Okay. Taylor. Jay? Yeah. Taylor, if there's one thing that we know about you, it's that you love symmetry. So thank you for acknowledging that on the podcast. <laughs> I know. We've all been thinking it, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to you know, mention the elephant in the room. But yes. <laughs> yeah. I have a name. Thank you. <laughs> like, when you look at Taylor's uh, like office that he's sitting in right now, everything matches exactly on both sides. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's kind there's of a globe on one side and then another spherical object on the other side. Everything's exactly <laughs> the same. <laughs> um, so back to Trinity. I I actually kind of liked her a little bit more this episode, but I'm trying not to let my opinion of the queen change the look. Um, the ruffles, there was something missing. I think that maybe if like underneath there was a cool sequin or something to catch light. So that when they moved, you kind of saw something shine or glitter there. It maybe would have added something, but overall, I like it. It did fit like a dream. It, it looked great on her ass. I, I thought it was great. But now that Joe brings up those panels on the thigh, I don't really understand the concept of those. So I'm in between a two and a boot. So uh, I'm leaning toward a boot, though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So next up was James Mansfield. Dressed very uh, Diamonds Are Our Girl's Best Friend with Marilyn Monroe. And I am going to give this one a toot as well. Uh, It's too little too late as we're going to talk about, but I really liked this look from James. And I thought this might have potentially been a turning point for me to some degree. Not full on love affair, but this was definitely something that I I enjoyed this look a lot. So I would give this one a toot. Uh, Jay, what do you think? 
yeah, over, I'm looking at it again, like, closer up, and I think the accessories are right, and the gloves are right, the color's right. Um, I'm giving it a toot. I like it. Joe? Sorry. Boot. Okay. Why do you think it's a boot? Yeah, I mentioned this. I'll mention this later, but I feel she's trying to bring some Jennifer Coolidge realness to everything. Yeah. Oh, I was getting like a Marilyn. She wanted to be a Marilyn Monroe or Jane Mansfield. That's what I got. More like Marilyn Monroe ate Jane Mansfield. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Um, But now that you say Jennifer Coolidge, thanks. Now that's all I see when I'm looking at her. So, Mm -hmm. okay. Stifler's mom. That's what Jennifer Coolidge is known for, Taylor. Yeah, I know that. Stifler's mom. Next up, Pheromone. <laughs> inspired by a... Uh, inspired as a, a Vegas showgirl. I liked this look a lot. I liked the, the peekaboo pan... Well, they're not really peekaboo. They're, hey, I'm right here. Panels on the side. And I, I enjoyed this. I think this speaks very much to who she is as a Vegas showgirl. So I would give this one a toot. Joe, what do you think? Boot. I don't like Renee Zellweger. <laughs> wow. Okay. I just don't like Renee. Do you like Renee Zellweger? I'm not a huge Renee Zellweger fan, but she always looks like she ate a lemon. Well, not anymore. She had that plastic surgery. She looks like a different person. Have you ever seen that? Do you really think Pheromone looks like Renee Zellweger? In that picture, she does. In that picture I'm looking at right there, she looks like Jerry Maguire with the little nerdy boy son. No. I'm getting more like a Kylie Minogue type thing from this picture. All right. Well, what do you know? I mean, I'm sorry. What do I know? <laughs> you know everything. I know nothing. Yes. And she's symmetrical, and I enjoy that. <laughs> oh, we, yeah. We yeah. all know Taylor loves symmetric. In fact, if you say Taylor's name backwards, it's Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Try Jay, it out. What do you think of Farrah's outfit? There's something not quite right for it for me. I do love, like, the peekaboo on the hips. Um, I'm thinking it's maybe the fur trim, but now that you're saying, like, Vegas, I kind of have to remember her origins, and I think it's right, but... Um, I, uh, the mask is cute. I'm going to, I like it. Okay. Yeah. So next up is Nina Bonita Brown. She is wearing a hot, I don't know what you would call this. She's wearing a white bathing suit, looking outfit with fishnet stockings and thigh high boots. And she has some weird Wonder Woman inspired tiara painted on her forehead I am going to give this one a boot. I did not like this look. I, I just didn't. I didn't like it at all. But Jay, what do you think? Um, I agree. It wasn't as strong as I wish it were for Nina. Um, I do like the neck up. I, I like the the tiara on the forehead. Um, but everything else is just a little simple, and I get it. But it's just I wanted. I wanted from the strong premiere. I wanted a little bit more carried through. So it's a a sad boot. Okay, Joe. Boot. Okay. So next up is Eureka O'Hara, who is wearing a pantsuit with a big old bustier and her crazy hair. Uh, I would give this one a toot with reservation. I, I enjoy the fact that she had on a pantsuit versus a dress, but it it kind of read boring to me. It it read very safe to me. So Joe, uh, yeah, it does look like Lane Bryant. That should be her drag name. You know who Lane Bryant is, Taylor? Yes. Yes. I know. I Yes. You ever heard of Lane Bryant? Yes, they have Lane Bryant at the mall here. Yeah, it should be her drag name. It's Lane Bryant. Okay. 
So is that a boot or a toot? <laughs> oh, I didn't say? No. You know what? I'm going to toot it. Okay. Jay? Yeah, my criticism is, like, super particular. I wish that the the ankle came in to a tighter fit so it wasn't so bell-bottomy. But I really liked the tall hair, and it kind of made her look um, very regal and businesslike. Uh, the face, I think of Daniel Brewer because it's very ginger minge. Like, I'm wondering, I want to know what his thoughts are. But I, I like this one. It's a toot. Okay. Okay. So next we have Alexis, who is in a floor-length dress, a white dress with white high hair, and she has on these crazy white nails, um, and she has white, uh, white lipstick on and and jeweled straps. Uh, now, now that I look at it a second time, I really liked it when she came out, but there's something kind of boring about it. So as much as I love Alexis, I think I'm going to boot this one. It's safe. I don't like it. Joe? If she didn't have the dumb nails, I probably would have liked it. I don't like nails. If you're not wearing nails, you're not doing drag. Oh, yeah. Who said that? Alaska. Oh, that's right. Oh, did I not give an answer? No, you didn't give an answer. (laughs) Toot. Okay. Jay? I really wish she had a bigger earring on. <laughs> like, I mean, those things were obnoxiously huge. Um, I really liked the hair. It kind of gave it a punk vibe, but it was kind of a mishmash because the dress is so formal. Um, but overall, I'm kind of feeling it. I'm going to go with toot. Okay. Next, we have Sasha Valor, who was wearing a, a dr- she's wearing a dress. That's no big surprise there. But uh, that was very bejeweled and and had a had some sort of pattern on it and had fringe around the the coat of the dress and very 30s inspired uh i'll give it a boot i it, it's not necessarily my favorite but i i do like the way it was cut and i like her i like her hair so, so i gave it a boot? boot no i toot i'm sorry i said a toot i i meant to say toot so jay what do you think um, I really like this one from the waist up. Like, I, I really like the waist up, but I really, I kind of wish this was a pant. Um, so, but I, overall, I'm still going to go two because I like the, the look of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm into it too. Okay. I'm going to tell you something. This Jay Ellis is onto something. I, I didn't think about that until he said if it were pants. Yeah. I would have loved it. Yeah. You're right. If I they agree. were pants, I would have loved it. So I'm going to give it a two. Same, I'm giving Jay's answer. Okay. <laughs> so you're just going to edit Jay's answer and just put it in where you were talking. Yeah, Jay, what did that. you say? I'm just going to rep- I have a microphone here. Like, and then I'll have me go first, and then him go- and he'll sound really lame. Be like, uh, gonna- he just literally repeated what Joe said. <laughs> I'm keeping my mouth shut. So next we have Aja, who is wearing very Game of Thrones, Khaleesi, Mother of Dragons, inspired with the white hair and a... a- jewel encrusted tiara um I, i'm gonna give this one a boot i was not necessarily i thought it was very plain and just not not probably definitely on the lower list of ones that i liked so i'm gonna say boot for this look plus her hair was her hair was to quote a previous co-host thirsty so <laughs> not a fan much so. like the fans of rupaul's drag race are for our guest co-host jay ellis <laughs> yes yes absolutely so joe what did you think of aja's look i'm gonna tell you something i liked it i don't hate it i like anything that looks like a, what an altar boy would wear <laughs> oh boy 
So stay tuned for our next episode where I psychoanalyze Joe's response. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. And I know this is a joke that comedians make. I was never molested in school. I went to a Catholic school. There's, and I'm going to tell you something. I'm putting my iPad down so I can talk about this. How do I put this? I can't talk about this on the show. I can't. I, I, I try to find a way to talk about the show. But let me put. It, there were opportunities, and I was passed over. I'm so uncomfortable. Should I not put this in the show? You can put this in the show if you like. I wish Aja had. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I was an ugly kid, Taylor? Is that why the I've priest... never seen you as a kid? I would have totally kept this secret. I would have told no one. What, Jay? Okay, Sorry. but would you have told no one if the priest was hot? Oh, if no, I would have. Well, who would well, I have told? Let me rephrase that. Would you have told no one if the priest was not hot? If the priest was not hot, I'm not interested. But we had some hot priests. Jay, what are your thoughts about Aja? <laughs> How do I follow that? Um, yeah, so with Aja, the only thing... You're right, Taylor. I, I wish that there was something going on with this. Even, like, the inlay. Like, I feel like if you ever have a cape or something, you should never have the same color on both the outside and the inside. Just give us, like, a little peekaboo of a different color. Even though it is a white challenge... Even making that white or like a sequin, so that way it catches light. I want something. So um, I thought we don't see it in this picture, but she had a mask that covered her face when she first came out, and that was a cool illusion. But mm-hmm. the still shot, eh? I'm I'm not into it. So it's a boot. I've never heard okay. such complicated thoughts on capes. <laughs> I love like Taylor loves symmetry. I love a cape. <laughs> I would love to wear a cape if I was taller and thinner. I would wear a cape everywhere I went. Standing in line at Burger King, you everywhere there with your cape on, everywhere. Joe Batantula, Batantula. You know that really works, huh? Batantula. It does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next up, peppermint. <laughs> peppermint is wearing a. They they talked about it being Elvis inspired. I got more of a Prince inspired mm. inspiration from this. But she is wearing a long coat with a huge bedazzled collar and great updo. And she has lots of pearls and, and jewels. And, and I loved everything about this. Probably one of my favorite looks of the night. And this is definitely a toot. Joe, what are your thoughts on Peppermint? I'll tell you what inspired her. Her from last two uh, challenges. It's the same outfit. It's been the same goddamn outfit every single time. With the, with the uh, long coat. I- with the Matrix coat. Okay, well, I like that on her, though. What's she hiding? I'll tell you, I like... And also, if you're going to do a long coat, let me tell you something. You should have two different colors. I know it's a white challenge and everything, but you really want a different color on the inside. <laughs> something that catches the light, maybe? Something some that catches like the light. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sequins and you, you, or something you, And like you that? actually can see it here, but she has... She doesn't have a cool mask, but it looks like a mask. Uh, mm-hmm. On her face, but she, a mask would have been really good. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Jay, what are your thoughts on Peppermint's look? I am like you, Taylor. I absolutely love this one. The The punk vibe with the hair was, or not punk, but like that mohawk. It gave me like Storm from X-Men. Um, I love the collar. I, I do get Elvis, I think, because that white jacket is so memorable. That's that collar. But yeah. now that Joe's saying that it's the same silhouette and the same cut, like... That does kind of bother me. So I, for this look specifically, toot for sure. But I really hope that we get more from Peppermint. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. I would. I would definitely agree to that. So next up is Cuckoo, and Cuckoo <laughs> is wearing a jaunty hat with a big f- feather in it, and she's very Audrey Hepburn inspired with lots and lots of 
uh, gems and jewels on the front of it, which definitely read at times as almost blue. I think there was a lot of blue jewels in that, but it, it, a, a nice look, a nice look. I, I give this a boot or a toot. I'm sorry, a toot. So Jay, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I love the makeup is clean and like that fascinator was really pretty. And you're right with the colors, it did seem kind of bluish, but I really like the the stripe in it. It kind of gives a little bit of texture. So mm-hmm. I was into this one. I like the glove. So it's a toot. Okay. Joe? The rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane. <laughs> it's so boring. And then, and then she dresses like Audrey Hepburn and they go like, you look like Audrey Hepburn. She's like, what? And untucked. She's like, oh, yeah. w- really? Meanwhile, she's wearing like an I look like Audrey Hepburn t-shirt, essentially. <laughs> Tell me I look like Audrey Hepburn. I don't like it. Hashtag breakfast at cuckoo. (laughs) (laughs) So we actually have one more look, but there's not a picture of it. Who? Kamora Black. Oh, Oh, that's right. Well, we all remember it. It was so boring and awful. We we all remember it. Kamora Black was in a tragic cat suit yet again that was ripped up and wearing a star spangled bathing suit top with gold lame gloves and a captain's hat. And I thought she looked gross. So I would give this one a big toot. This was probably my, actually, not probably, this was my least favorite look of the week. You mean boot? Jay? Yeah. Boot. Uh, God damn it. She was (laughs) a boot. It's confusing. Um, As soon as she ripped off that hat and the lip sync, I think it went up so much in like, it looked so much better, but it definitely, it's another jumpsuit. I need more. Give me more. So boot. Yeah, there's something about captain hats that I find inherently that that if it's not on a captain that I find inherently trashy. Love wow. will keep so. us together. <laughs> <laughs> well, anybody in the audience know what I'm referring to except Taylor? Ever. Captain Tennille, right? Yeah. Oh, very good. It was very in a good. '90s movie that I like. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just playing into it. I'm joking. Yeah, I know Captain Tennille. Cap- okay. Wait, is it Captain... No, this is bad. Is it Captain Antoniel? Yes. Captain Antoniel. Okay, okay. I said Captain Tennille before, but that didn't sound right. Captain. No. That would be a good drag name, though. Captain used to wear an actual captain's hat, and he sat behind some weird keyboard. Yeah. Oh. And then his wife's name was Tony Tennille. Oh. Yeah. And she had some sort of page boy haircut. Mm-hmm. You know what? Okay, never mind. I have a, a thing about the lip sync, but never mind. Okay. Yeah, we'll get there. Calm, you know, calm down. <laughs> You just get me to tell him to calm down. <laughs> yeah. Calm down. <laughs> okay. And that's the looks of the week. All right. Thank oh, you. Oh, we didn't talk about RuPaul. Wait a minute. Oh, we yeah. didn't talk about RuPaul's look. I take umbrage with RuPaul's. Ru- RuPaul looked horrible this week. The hair, the makeup, the stupid green dress. If you're if the theme is white party, why would you not wear a white dress? I thought the same thing. And I thought that her makeup was like she looked like washed out or something. I don't know. And the, the wig, the 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 wig line started like at the top of her head. It was just not a good look for her this week. So RuPaul gets a boot from me. Well, now we're also feeling the loss of Matthew Anderson. There you go, Joe. What did you think of RuPaul's look this week? It's horrible. Someone someone put a picture of um, Serena Chacha's face on the look, and you're like, oh, that really was a very Serena Chacha from season five look. That is not a that is not no. a vote of confidence. Somebody no, it is something not. like that. Yeah. 
I'm in the no. same boat, guys. It's uh, not a good, strong first look yeah, for, we for Rue. We didn't have Kamora come over and steer this boat <laughs> with her captain's hat. <laughs> We're all in the same boat. Poor, imagine Jay being in the same boat as me and you, Taylor. I would already start writing my will, putting that letter in a bottle. That boat is sinking so fast. Well, it depends on how big the boat is. I'm picturing a little I boat. Know. But we probably eat Jay before he even got a chance to jump out. And why are, why are we on a boat? <laughs> what put us in this circumstance? Well, that, that's what happened after the show. We all came to boat. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I forgot about that part. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Three go out, two come back. <laughs> Nobody's heard from Mike Lawson in a week. <laughs> yeah. And apparently I, look, apparently I look thinner, and that's from my all-protein diet. <laughs> yeah. Back on the main stage, the judges loved Valentina and Shea Coulee, while the judges didn't have a lot of love for Kimura, James, or Charlie. In the end, Valentina was named the winner of this week's challenge, and James and Kimura were forced to lip-sync for their lives. The two went head-to-head, but in the end, James went from floozy to snoozy <laughs> to loozy. <laughs> What's wrong, Taylor? I didn't read that until just now. <laughs> Jay, any thoughts on uh, the lip sync? Um, all honesty, this could have been a double elimination for me. I don't think either queen really was nailing it or doing anything fantastic. But again, it, it might just be me coming down on Love Shack, Taylor's favorite song. Um, <laughs> I, I, My thought was, I really wish that Mickey, I know that they had B-52, so they had to use them. But I really wish that Mickey, since it was a cheering challenge by, is it Tony... Tony Basil. Basil, thank you. Like, wouldn't that have been perfect? That would have been a great one. That would have been a great one to do. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just kind of down on the song. But um, overall, I feel like James was just kind of mimicking what Kimora did when she went on the ground and kind of following her. Um, Kimora was just kind of patting the puss, as Erica Jane would say. So, <laughs> I mean, it was okay. It was fine. But it could have been a double elimination in my eyes. Taylor? I would totally agree. I have expected it to be a double elimination. Now... That being said, when it came down to where it was James and Kimura, even though we're not big James Manfield fans in this house, Bob, my partner and I both looked at each other and said, I hope James pulls it out on this one. That oh, okay. Really, that, at that point, because we really, as much as we don't like James Manfield, we really don't like Kimura Black. So, and that with the look and everything was, we were, we were hope it seemed like her look, because she's kind of had that 60s bombshell and Love Shack as a song is kind of, it always reminded me of sort of that like 60s, you know, it always, that song always reminded me of something that you would have seen on the Flintstones or like that kind of, that kind of rock, rock song to it. So I thought that she could have really pulled that out and done. Don't you think they would have really done Rock Lobster job. on the Flintstones? Did they do Rock? They did Rock Lobster in the No, movie, they don't, the don't you think they would have done Rock Lobster because the word rock in it. Everything in the fucking Flintstones was a goddamn, like, the people in real life, did, like, all they did was talk about rocks and stones and shit like that. Well, like, yes. remember, like, that Rock Hudson was a guest star because his name's Rock Hudson? And then Halle Berry played Sharon Stone in the movie. Oh, yeah, there you go. Sorry, go ahead. You were yeah. saying something, Taylor, sorry. Yes, that's, that's totally fine. Um, so uh, it, it, it made me a little sad that Kimura stayed and then she did. But she also did something that is a sure sign of who's going home. And that's she tried to get in front of Kimura while Kimura was lip syncing. And that is a sign of desperation. And that always seems when you've got somebody that does something like that and can't pull it off, they're the ones that go home. So as much as they were showing her a lot during the lip sync competition, 
the, during the actual lip sync, I really thought, oh, this isn't good. They're going to send her home. And it was kind of lackluster. But I agree with Jay that it, I would not have been surprised if she said, you're both going home. And what a hell of a way to start a season by sending two queens home on the first challenge. That would have been kind of awesome. Well, they have queens to spare. Yep. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I, I, I feel like they ha- they save something like that for once a season, and she's probably like, mm. But I do agree. I kind of feel like James, because the, the song is sort of silly. So James was sort of giving a silly performance, while Kamora was giving a sort of very sincere, like, sexy. Would you ever do a sexy dance to Rock Lobster? Well, love Shack? No. Yeah, love I'm, Shack? Oh, I'm sorry, to Love Shack? Yeah. Would you ever do a second? Even remember during the part with the bang bang on the door, yeah. baby. Kamora was doing like a Charlie's Angel gun pose. Like she didn't even understand the song. Well, I think we've established that intelligence is not Kamora's forte, so that that makes sense. But I, I also don't understand why they would pick a song in which the majority of the song is a male vocalist. I and thought the same thing, too. Because I, I would be confused. Is it, so am I singing the guy parts as well, or am I just waiting for the refrain? It, it was just, it, it was an odd selection. Considering there are songs, Rome, Rome is nothing but women. It, it's, it's Cindy and Kate. It's just their vocals. So that would have made more sense. But this one was I like uh, Taylor it was, it with was the deep cuts of B-52s. Yeah. Like, What'd you say? He went with the deep cuts there. Like, well, why aren't they Rome doing is, uh, Love Shack is their biggest hit, biggest pop hit, and then Rome would definitely be number two for that. It's not like I said, you know, Devil in My Car, one of those, like, really deep cuts. Is that a real deep cut of theirs? Devil in My Car, yeah. Wig. Why do you know so much about the B-52s? My first boyfriend was a huge B-52s fan, and we actually broke up after... We had bought tickets to go see the B-52s in Orlando, and I said, well, what are we going to do with the tickets? I mean, it was an amicable breakup, but he goes, no, we'll still go, you know, but we didn't talk to each other for like a month and a half before the concert, and then we had like 90 minutes each way to just sit in the car and talk, and we ended up becoming really, really good friends because of that. And it was was the Good Stuff tour, and Juliana Hatfield was the opening act, and we thought she was horrible. Thank you. Wow, I did did anyone think when we started this podcast that we would be getting so much B-52s information? As it relates to me, as it relates to Taylor. Did they put on a good show? They put on a great show, except at that point, Cindy wasn't part of the uh, lineup, and they had, in her place, they had Julie Cruz, who was the woman who sang the theme to Twin Peaks. Why do you know so much about the B-52s? I really don't. I just know, like, little segments as they apply to me i can't help it i'm sorry i'm still thinking about halle berry as sharon stone <laughs> <laughs> ladies any final thoughts on the episode were there, was there anything we missed anything you wanted to say any notes you had that you didn't get to today um i we could go on and on talking about james mansfield but i think the comment that she made after she was uh eliminated with the well you know i got i came in first was a hint of what we could have seen had she gotten more comfortable in the series and those of us that didn't necessarily care for her could have come to really like her you know between that and the thing of where she pretended to smile and then pretended to burst into tears as she walked upstairs like that was all very that was that was all very seemed cute and 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 enjoyable to watch. In Untucked, they seemed. Those of you who have seen this week's Untucked, the after the elimination with her seems to go on 
forever. It seems like watching her pack up all of her stuff and everything, it was almost excruciating to watch in that it, it, it you really kind of felt for her because I really think that she allowed herself to get into her own head early on and that's what kind of caused her. She wasn't she wasn't being true to herself. I could see her becoming, if they do what they did with Cynthia Lee Fontaine on this season, I could see her coming back for another season. RuPaul bringing her back in to give her a second chance. I would not be surprised if that happened on season 10 or another season later on. Jay Ellis, any final thoughts? Yeah, sure. Um, Regarding Charlie, or not Charlie, hold on, sorry. Yeah, regarding um, James, I think that with her we kind of when she was eliminated we saw a peek into because a peek of what she could be because the pressure was off at that point and her in the workroom was just kind of her improving and kind of going through like what we could have seen and um i i wouldn't be surprised if she was brought back as well i don't know i i like these queens so far like it was i think it's been a strong season so far i mean we're only two in but i think that the challenges are going to be fun and there's a lot of people that i'm rooting for so i'm excited to see more great um all right, so I want to touch on a few brief things. Uh, we're running long, so I'm going to just kind of touch on this. But, Taylor, do you know about this Wendy Williams controversy? I know a little bit about it. I know that she did the the pre-show, like... She's been doing it. Yeah, they have, a, they, have like a, they have like a little show during the commercials when it airs live. Oh, okay. See, I, I buy the episode, so I don't... Yeah. I, so, she does the, so she's continuing it wasn't just a before no. the first episode? No. Oh, Okay. So and I know that she, she's made very like transphobic comments in the past or something. Yeah, and like she that. kicked someone off her show who showed up in drag. She said horrible things about Caitlyn Jenner, but then also worst of all, <laughs> people have commented on she doesn't seem she doesn't seem to know the show and says very like weird things, and she doesn't seem to be very interested in it. Jay, do you know anything about this? Yeah. Um. Again, we talked about this on Gay Weekly Roundtable, where it was actually like the segment producer who said, I guess when you sign up to be in the Wendy audience, it says no costumes allowed. And the the individual who showed up in drag is considered a costume. So it wasn't Wendy Williams coming out and being like, get them out of my studio. It was a rule set up from producers and they sat them uh, saying we're not we're not allowed to put costumes on. So they put them in a section that was not okay. on camera. I believe, and then was invited back for the Halloween show and said, come however you'd like for this one. We're allowing costumes. So I guess it's kind of a little bit muddled about what's going on. And that's the story as I know it. I could be maybe a little bit wrong with my facts. Um, But that's what I know. And then as far as the pre-show, you're right. From what I've noticed, she doesn't seem involved with the, the queens or knowing who, like, hasn't done the research, I guess, to take the job. And I personally fast forward through the the little clips. As much as I like Ross, um, it's just not enough to keep me engaged for that thirty or sixty. Well, seconds, it's one of these. Whatever. I think on the most recent episode for episode two, she referred to the show as RuPaul's Drag, not RuPaul's <laughs> Drag Race. Which Are could they be live. A, I don't know if they're live or not. Okay. I don't see why VH1 would put them live. I don't know. I'm not sure either. So, all right. But there's been a big, because of what Jade, the story Jade just told, also, I don't know the comment that she's made about Caitlyn Jenner, but she's made weird comments about Caitlyn Jenner when she was going through transition. Like, people like um, Willem in Alaska or Detox, a lot of people have come out against, they want VH1 to boot her and fire her. 
So I didn't know where you guys fell on that. I thought we should address it next. Uh, you guys both watch Untucked. I just I just want to bring up one thing from Untucked. Everyone's talking about it. What did you guys think about the moment when uh, Charlie told Eureka to shut up? Taylor, any thoughts on that? I enjoyed that moment because it seemed like a genuine. It, 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 it's it's. I think it caught everybody, including Charlie, off guard that she said it. But it was definitely uncomfortable. But. You know, I thought I think Untucked is where they I think everybody is trying really hard to not be the villain and they're all trying to kind of catch each other from being the villain. It feels very much of the, you know, well, let her talk, let her, you know, that kind of thing. So it's it was it was a moment that sort of when she said it, we both sort of went, oh, you know, and so I can't imagine being in the room and hearing somebody go, will you just shut up for a second? And Jay, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, Eureka, I kind of mentioned it earlier in the episode, but Eureka has has an opinion on everybody's, I guess, <laughs> point of view and isn't shy to voice it. So I thought it's exactly what Taylor said, where Charlie, when she just goes, can I talk or can I finish whatever? It's just like, oh, like, <laughs> where'd that come from? I think she kind of took herself by surprise, but it started a conversation and I, I think it was kind of necessary because even as a viewer, I'm like, wow, we hear from Eureka after everything. So... It was nice. It was a good little shady, untucked yeah. moment. <laughs> wow, that was pretty good. <laughs> oh, thanks. I've been working on it, as well as my Michelle Visage laugh, but I'll save that one for later. You know, there were, you know I'm going to tell you something. I didn't, I'm, we're not pulling clips right now, but there were a few good Michelle Visage. <laughs> oh, you, I, told, I tell you every time I'm on here that since you guys have pointed it out to me, it's all I can hear. Like, it's just like a... <laughs> Like she just has, she's just playing it on. Like, yeah, because I mean, when you hear her really laugh, it's not like that. No, no. <laughs> All right, Taylor, you want to go with the emails? Uh, yes. Let me look at them. I have to go get them. All right. Well, Taylor looks up the emails. I'll cover some show business while he pulls up the emails. Uh, I want to talk about one thing. You, some of you may have gotten this announcement on Facebook or on our Twitter page, but we are starting a new show. May we? It's me, because Taylor wants nothing to do with me, as we've established, outside of, of Sundays when we tape. But we're doing a new show called The Gold Bar, where it's a chance for you, the listener, to talk to me. We already have our first two uh, guests lined up. Actually, three. We have our first three guests lined up for the next few episodes. But if you would like to be a part of this, email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. That's dragracerecap at gmail.com. Just give us your name your and... And tell us a little bit about yourself, even though that's not the criteria for being on the gold bar. What I'm going to do is I'm going to draw a name at random from the people that email, but I would like to know a little bit about you. Also, if, and so it's purely your chances of being on the gold bar, I'm sorry, your chances of being in the gold bar show, pure luck, unless you are a very attractive man who sends his picture in the email, the luck May the odds may be forever in your favor. If that's and if you're the dressed case. as an altar boy, you're guaranteed. <laughs> to be if you're dressed as an altar boy, and then you mention in the email how I'm your favorite person on the show, oh my god, you are so going to be on the next episode of the Gold Bar. Taylor, are we ready with the emails? Yes, yes. Our first email is from Dennis, and Dennis writes, "Hi guys." Enjoyed the first season nine recap today. Quick question. Do you think that the Queens will be saved this season because the producers see them bringing drama to the show? The reason I ask this is because everyone was quick to say that Trinity Taylor will go home soon. 
I agree she's annoying and terrible. However, I think she will stick around for a while because she seems like she will bring drama, particularly the Eureka Trinity storyline that was mentioned. I loved guest judge Mike Lawson, but how do you have a guest judge who didn't watch Untucked? This is a serious cross-dresser competition here, girl. Be prepared next time. (laughs) Lastly, I'm upset there was no mention of the Zika comment from Michelle when referring to Nina's peach head. I nearly became deceased while watching the episode. Cheers, Dennis. P.S. I greatly appreciated Taylor serving the old Italian lady realness with his use of the word agita. Maybe he should change his name to Taylor, the Metamucil boy. So what do we think about keeping... Which which characters, which contestants will stay on longer because of potential drama? Jay, do you have any qu- thoughts on that? Like people who will stay on for drama? Just yeah. for like the sake... Um, I do think that they love like a pageant rivalry. So if Eureka and Trinity come to a head like at any point in time, then that might be the only people that they'll keep for that. But these queens, maybe Kimora, I don't know, like my Meet the Queens assessment of these girls were so, was so different from what I see on the show now, where I thought that Kimora and Pheromone were going to be like the instigators in Aja, but they really haven't done it too much of it. So I don't know, maybe. Yeah, it, it seems like, you know, when especially when you talk about competition between pageant girls, it, it's easy to go back to Alyssa Edwards and Coco. Right. And that was from moment one. They established that the two of them were going to fight the entire season about about pageant stuff and everything that went along with that. I'm not necessarily getting that from the – even when Eureka was in the top three last week, they didn't make a big deal out of Trinity's reaction to it. It just seemed like it just kind of happened. She said, I want to be Trinity. That's my main goal. She did it. And there was no real follow-through as far as the, the story – as to what the effect of that was for Eureka or for Trinity. Mm-hmm. Joe, what are your thoughts? I feel that this Trinity-Eureka thing is so manufactured. In fact, when this week, when RuPaul said that Trinity was safe, Eureka cheered and clapped. So I think it's so manufactured for the show. I don't, I don't think it's real. Um, I think she's going to go. I think she's horrible. She's boring. Uh, I don't like her. And I hope she goes right away. I think it should be next Kamora Black, then Trinity. Thank you. Okay. That bitch better not make it to Snatch Game. That's all I have to say. Um, and then as far... I don't know what Zika virus is. I'm not going to lie. Do you know what the Zika virus is, Taylor? Zika virus is the thing that was affecting everybody at the Olympics this year. Oh. It's, it's from mosquitoes and it's... What are Olympics? ...causing babies to be born um, with uh, issues where their heads... Actually, their heads are usually really small versus really big. So it was also where... Um, it causes cognitive issues and development. Okay, so anyway, that concludes this. Another who? Oh my god! But I'll tell you what. Do you think this Michael Phelps is hot, Taylor? No. Oh not my at god! All. I think he is so hot, Jay. Ew, really, Jay? Where are you and Michael he's, Phelps? He's okay. I wouldn't kick him out of bed. Thank you. Thank mm. you. Well, but I that, would choose him. Oh, I would. Oh, I would. I, there are a few people that I would uh, turn down. Kick out of bed. Yeah. We'll be, <laughs> <laughs> well, that concludes another episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. A special thanks to Jay Ellis for joining us today. You can find Jay on Twitter at still underscore jealous. That's J-E-L-L-I-S, still underscore jealous. And on Instagram at don't underscore be underscore jealous. Also, watch Jay Ellis on AfterBuzz TV's RuPaul's Drag Race After Show, available on YouTube.com. 
Does anyone not know it's YouTube.com? Is anyone going like YouTube dot what? Net- YouTube dot zero? Like YouTube you never dot know. CA for Can- our Canadian folks. My parents <laughs> gov. My parents wouldn't. My parents would think it's like well, YouTube what? HTTP. Anyway, geocities.youtube.net slash. You can follow us on Twitter at Drag Race Recap and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Drag Race Recap. Email us at our new email address, dragracerecap at gmail.com, and find all of our old episodes at dragracerecap.com. Also, don't forget to check out our new show, The Gold Bar, available exclusively starting this week on SoundCloud at http colon slash slash www.soundcloud.com so for taylor elias disney j ellis the latte boy and myself sashay away until next week want to know what taylor the latte boy is up to at all times He has his own podcast called Pod Is My Co-Pilot, available on iTunes and at podismycopilot.com. You can follow him on Twitter at PIMCTaylor and also on Instagram at PIMCTaylor. I have another podcast called Catching Up. It's available on iTunes and at cupodcast.com. You can also catch me recapping RuPaul's Drag Race on One on One with Larry Flick on Sirius XM Radio every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Entertainment Weekly Radio Channel 105. Need to see what I'm eating? Follow me on Twitter at Joe Batance. That's J-O-E-B as in boy, E-T-A-N-C-E. And on Instagram at Joe Batance.